Then a hip hop mixtape review, Dizzy Wright, The Golden Age. So for everybody that's been wanting for us to do this one, here it is. Um, I'm gonna give you my first experience when I listen to this. The mixtape was kind of just like background noise at first when I first, when I very first listened to it. it. Nothing caught my attention the very first listen until I got to about that life, that beat, that flow. It just it caught me, and I was like, holy shit, maybe I've been missing something. So I restarted the mixtape at that point, and I really started paying attention to Dizzy. And this is this is what I like about artists, like in the Hall of Fame review where I said. I didn't connect to Big Sean. I don't know what made him who he is. I don't understand Detroit from his perspective. I get Las Vegas, you know what I'm saying? I get what made Dizzy who he is and how he's grown as an artist from his last projects to this one. He wanted to become better and he covered a multitude of topics and that's what I like. I like artists that aren't just bound by one lane or one topic of conversation. These guys can go and speak on a lot of different things and at the same time display your artistry which is rapping your flows your subject matter and i think dizzy really caught the epitome of the golden age because i feel um and shout out to six the producer because I, I felt his range on production on this was was, was was pretty tight um like the flavor uh what's the called flavor flavor you know what I'm saying? It, it, it brought me back to uh, Biggie and Craig Mack, flavor in your ear. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of play on that. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like he really had a lot of golden age hip-hop influences in this. And is also modern, too. So this golden age of hip-hop that I feel that we're starting to turn back to. So I, I thought he really did a good job of bringing it all together. It was long as hell. But, you know, I guess he had a lot of, to get off his chest and, you know, but I, I enjoyed it. You need uh, more standout tracks on there? Uh, yeah, man. Um, shit. Yeah, About That Life was a standout track. Maintain with Joey Badass was a standout track. Uh, Untouchables with Logic and <laughs> whatever. Mike. Is that why you asked? Because you knew he was going to say Ooh, my baby Logic. Ooh. That's the only time you paid attention, huh? That's when you really perked up. Nah, I know nah. that voice. <laughs> uh, let me see what else. Uh, World Peace, um, definitely a standout track for me. Um, can't Stop, Won't Stop. Um, Step Your Game Up with Jaren Benton and Kato on the track. Shout out. Yo, I, I think I think really what, what I really, 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 really like about this joint is the production. Top to bottom, uh, Will Power, Six, you DJ know, Hopper. Uh huh. DJ Hopper. DJ Hopper, um, Kato. Everybody brought what they did, you know what I'm saying, to this project. And it was just a great project for me, great project. I think um, out of everything that we're going to review today, this is by far my favorite one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with FIFA. I think the production, I think he has a really an accessible sound for the mainstream, I think, which I can probably see him, you know, maybe maybe blowing up or whatever, or being his fan base growing, growing faster, because I think his sound is so accessible with the beats. I think for me, most of my favorite tracks are the ones with features on them. You know, the one with Jeremy Ben Step Your Game Up. I like um, Flavor. Um, I like, you know, Untouchable. Untouchable was cool. I even like the last track, New History, where he kind of like talks about him kind of grinding into the hip hop scene and trying to create his buzz up higher. Literally living in Las Vegas, which is really not known for a hip hop scene. So, but overall, yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, yeah, of course it was uh, very, very long, but 
I'm glad because I, I this is my first time listening to a full project by Dizzy Wright. So, you know, from his I heard a couple of songs I think from Smoke That Conversation. So I was hoping like I hope this is not no weed album. I hope he don't make this 22 tracks about weed. But I'm glad he switched up his subject throughout. He had to with yeah, 22 tracks. He had to. You know him talking. You know, welcome home talking about his dad coming home mm -hmm. from prison and. What's that uh, perspective talking about girls being thirsty and dudes being thirsty on Instagram and stuff like that? Yeah, so, you know, it was cool. He kept it interesting for 22 tracks at least, but, you know, me personally, I still thought it was too long because when I see 22 tracks, I'd be like, okay, it's going to be some fillers. Like, BTT, you know, filler. I, I could have deal without that one. So, um, how, so how many fillers did you feel was on this? About eight. Probably about eight <laughs> off the top yeah. of my head. So you take, what, 22 subtracted by eight. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all. Like you could have gave me 13, 14 tracks out of it, but overall it was it was cool. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't he didn't he wasn't super like a great MC, but it was still a fun listen. You know, I still I still got something good out this mixtape. So, hey, that's what I thought. He's not. I think he's trying to get away from being classified as that weed rapper, and I think that's why you see a, a change in you know the songs that he's kind of putting together mm -hmm. on this 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 epic. At long as mixtape, it was like a double album. The shit was so fucking long. Um, <laughs> you sound bad about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't like that at all. But you know, I get it. I mean, apparently, he just like people say, had a lot to say. You didn't have to say it all on this one tape, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> could have trimmed it down. Yeah, he could. He, yeah, he could have chopped chopped it up a little bit. But overall, though, I think he, you know, as far as picking out the beats and that he wanted to rap over. I think he did a good job of that to really captivate, uh, to capture, I should say, what he was trying to accomplish with this tape and this return back to the golden age, which is, you know, kind of was a conscious effort by him. So I think he needed the, the, the sound to do that. And, you know, I think he added the songs, the subject matter to go along with that, you know, in a sense. So, I think what you have is you have the tape starting off with that that golden age type golden age esque sound, and then I think right in the middle you have that, that modern trappy, day trap, trap type middle. shit, you know, yeah. and then he kind of closes it out with you know songs that kind of more or less fit the mold of what he's trying to um, to do with this tape. What do you think about that Wyclef John song that feature? I do that, man. Did that catch you off guard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I, I uh, you think was, you think he was reaching? Why, why was yeah, I, th I think that's one of the fillers, right? Cause I think he could have took that shit yeah. off. Why would he take that off, man? What track with Wyclef? Why would no, no, no. Okay. Well, uh, no, I get the name. Right, right. Yeah, I, I get him leaving. The, he, he left it on there because Wyclef did. He, that's, that song could have been absolute ass trash. He just left it on the album. Because it's Wyclef. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I get that, but. What I'm saying is that it's 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 a filler. It's kind of one of those fillers that right. you know you want. I thought like don't beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I picked you up a minute. Oh yeah, on that bike. Fuck you up. <laughs> you ain't ready. All shiny and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Beat your ass with some baby oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do? Then? <laughs> It'd be hard for me to catch. <laughs> <laughs> stay still. Stay still. <laughs> but yeah, no. I think uh, overall, I think I didn't know what to expect when I listened to it and. You know, I'll be honest. Before kept pushing for us to review it, and um, you know, I, I, you know, overall, I think he he did he did a he did a good job, and, and you know, putting together the project, the two-hour-long mixtape. I mean, I hate to echo, but that was my main issue with this shit. It was too fucking long. 
Nobody wants to do anything for that long except sleep. Like this shit, it, it, even, it doesn't matter how good an album is. If it gets to be 98 minutes, you should be like, that's an issue. Like an hour max for any rapper. I don't care if you're LP, I don't care if you're Brother Ali, I don't care if you're Slug, I'm not sitting with you for an hour and a half. The way, the way I disagree with you guys is that he had too much to say because a lot of the songs he was talking about the same shit. Like he could have, he could have trimmed some of the songs that had the same topic, and he could have trimmed some of the songs where the beats sounded the same. Such as, uh, well, let me go to this long list, and I didn't, I didn't actually take notes on this album, so you, I may have to get back to you on the ones that I think could have been trimmed. But I could tell you songs I didn't like. <laughs> it's okay, man. That's weird. Okay, uh, fashion I didn't care for. Progression I didn't care for. And actually, the song right after it, Perspective, I didn't care for. Uh, BTT, I didn't care for. World Peace, I didn't care for. Now, th th there are, are songs that I actually did like. Flavor is when I really pay attention. Because the first song, I was just like, uh, whatever, yeah, I'm not, I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, track one. Yeah. That one, I was just like, uh, it's okay. But then track two, I thought was really good. The, the issue I've always had with Dizzy Wright is He's always sounded lost to me. Like he always sounded like he didn't really know where he fit. And I don't like weed albums. They bore the fuck out of me. But I've always thought that Dizzy Wright was a good rapper, like a really good rapper. This album in particular, I think he finally found a sound that works for him. Like he sounds, even on the songs that I didn't really care for and that I could say could be taken off, they weren't bad songs. You can tell he found his niche. Yeah, he found his pocket finally. Like, if he sticks with this sound, I think that out of all of the funk volume, that includes Hobson, that includes Jaron Benton, I feel like he's the one that could break out and be the, 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 the head of that crew. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I can't say that this is an amazing listen just because I think a lot of the songs started to sound similar. And I just can't listen to an album for, for an hour and a half. Can't. No, I, yeah. I definitely think this is a, a, a solid project. This is I, I enjoyed it. It was just when I got to the halfway mark, I remember looking at my iPod and being like, oh my god, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, like I'm only on 12. Are you fucking kidding me right now? There's still another 10 songs? He could have stopped at 12. No matter who you are, when you make an album that fucking long, you're going to have filler. But it's a mixtape though. Okay, no matter how, how who you are, if you make a mixtape, that's mm -hmm. that long, you're gonna have filler. And see, I'm not just, buying this whole list of mixtapes so you can put however many tracks you want on it. I still think it just, there's, at some point, it becomes too long. Yes. Period. Absolutely. Even for a mixtape. Yes. Even for a fan of Dizzy Wright, I think this might be too much for them. Because <laughs> it's an hour and a half, dog. Mm -hmm. Like, it's an hour and a half. But you <laughs> know, one song I really did like was, was Maintain. I, it just. Yeah, with Joey. Yeah, because if you listen to it, the, the flow he had, it reminded me of um, M's uh, uh, If I Had. If I Had a Million Dollars, that track. It almost sounds like a remix or something, but I thought his flow on that track was really good. There was a nice variety on here, but it's just. It wasn't enough to make it passable for this long. Cut half of this shit, I would have gave this a fucking two thumbs up. But you know yeah. what, Rock? To answer your question, I I, I give it a pass because mm -hmm. it is a mixtape, and for me, it was definitely it, it was good enough for me to pass it. 
I just want to say shout out to all of the producers on it. Uh, I definitely think everybody that contributed to this project definitely did their thing. Uh, shout out to Dizzy, um, you know, for progressing as an artist, you know, not just staying in one lane, busting out of that and, you know, making yourself better. I, I, I always appreciate that. And for really making a really, really, really dope project, man, I, I really fuck with it. Definitely bumps in the whip. Definitely. Um, I ain't got nothing else to say. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I liked it. It's a solid project. You know, of course, just like everybody else, it's just, you know, a little too long for my personal preference. But overall, you know, he has some he has some gems on there and he has some songs where I was like, eh, they could be thrown away. So chop it down to about 13, 14 tracks, I'd be I'd be happy. But overall it was a good it was a solid project. I, mean, I, I can see him, you know, like Mike said, getting getting being the the forefront artist of punk volume and getting into that mainstream because he has that accessible sound. I just think he can flow good on that mainstream sound. So I like it. Too. Dizzy sounds more confident and more comfortable than uh, on this than he was on Smoke Talk Conversation. I think with Smoke Talk Conversation, he was kind of just making songs, being that wee rapper. I think with this one, you know, you can definitely tell there's some growth and some maturity and, and what he's done since that time. So, and I think this is, like Mike and B both said, I think this is kind of where, where he fits and where he feels comfortable fitting. So, that being said, he put out a definitely a solid project. Yeah, kudos to Dizzy, man. Uh, you can go download this shit on deadandhiphop.com if you haven't heard it. Um, and that's it, man. So, um, you know, good job. Good job. <laughs> I want to clarify uh, the songs that I said could come off. Again, they were not bad songs. I just don't feel like they were as good as the really good songs. And if I, I feel like if you took off the songs that weren't as good, this could have been an incredible project. That's what I was really trying to say. One, another thing I do like about Dizzy is he finally got more introspective. He finally got more content-driven. And I like that Dizzy. The weed Dizzy kind of bored me. I don't need another Wiz Khalifa, but I'm finally glad that Dizzy broke away from that, found his pocket, and on, uh, on one album, I like how he can go from, I'm just this braggadocious rapper, to the rapper you hear on Maintain, to the almost ignorant rapper you hear on About That Life. I'm about that. I like how Dizzy can do that and he doesn't sound insincere. He sounds like, this is just me. Like, I can cover all of these aspects and do it well, do it better than a lot of other rappers. So I give kudos to Dizzy. I definitely agree with, with, with Ralph. I, I give kudos to the production. Um, I think it could have been a little more varied, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, this is a good project. And I, I think Dizzy's gonna break out, I really do. No, This is no shot against Hobson or anybody else because I love those dudes too, but I feel like this is gonna be Dizzy's year. I feel like Dizzy's gonna break out. If he keeps playing his cards like he played this mixtape with Shortening it a little bit. Him being part of freshman, you know, classes. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna break out. I really feel like Dizzy's gonna break out. And after after seeing him live, I feel like he has that energy on stage too. Like you see, you see him. He's like kind of this goofy guy with the silly hair, and he's just always laughing and making jokes. When he's on that stage, man, he's yeah. The fans love him. So so go ahead, Dizzy, man. Do your thing, man. One other thing too, Mike. He had, he's partnering and making music with the right people that he compliment is. him. Because a lot of times I feel like artists don't, they get these people just because they're a big name or they okay. can help me out, but he's partnering with people that, you know, I could, I, I, I could fuck with you lyrically. Yes. Then I could come over here and do some ignorant shit. Like, so I, I think that he has the right people around him. I agree with you hundred percent. Cause you know what? He could have gone to an MMG and I feel like they would have steered his sound the wrong way. Like his sound is what MMG should be. 
Like he's got the, that good, almost club sound. Mm -hmm. Where they, I feel like they're still struggling to find that. And I don't see how Dizzy found that in one mixtape and you got like eight motherfuckers in MMG and they're still trying to find this sound. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. He's got the right people around him. He just doesn't have that cat that's like, too many tracks. Right. You know, but other than that, that's it. Good job, man. Good job, Dizzy.